Prepare for a whole new sporting experience. This is Sports Planet. Humanity is filled with tales of ancient kings who fought incredible battles to defend their crowns from domestic and foreign opponents. Historians tell us that these great men possessed incredible mental strength and they are remembered for their valor in the face of adversity. And today's historians are already recording the feats of another modern day king who recently defended his crown for the sixth successful time. Anthony Joshua's brutal seventh round knockout of Russian challenger Alexander Povetkin served as a harsh reminder to rivals, contenders and pretenders that this king plans to be around for a long time and stretches his unbeaten run to 22 fights. But like every ambitious king before him, Joshua has plans on further conquest. Only the WBC title held by Deontay Wilder is the missing piece in his quest for world domination. And it is a matter of when and not if the two men will clash for the right to be the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. Hello and welcome to the Sports Planet Podcast, a production of Complete Sports Studios. Today on the show, we'll be reviewing Anthony Joshua's successful title defense over the weekend after he knocked out Alexander Povetkin of Russia. My name is Tunde Koiki. We'll take a short break now and we will be right back. This is a Namde Hollywood Moweta, boxing analyst and promoter extraordinaire here in Hollywood, California, USA. Keep listening to Sports Planet with my main man, Tunde Koiki. Joining me now all the way from Los Angeles, California is our boxing analyst, Namdi Hollywood Mawita. Namdi, you called it a knockout win by Anthony Joshua, but it was a tough night for the champion, wasn't it? It was a great performance by Anthony Joshua, a very good win. Uh, the Russian showed a lot Saturday night at Wembley. He's a legitimate contender for Vetkin. It's what we call a world-class heavyweight and the number one mandatory contender. It was a tough fight, really, because the first three rounds were really scary. <laughs> really, really scary because uh, Anthony Joshua allowed him to come inside. And if you go back to our last chat, we said there was no reason why Anthony Joshua can allow Povetkin to come inside and run his combination and run uppercut. After he did that to AJ in the first three rounds, well, AJ had no choice but to adjust. Mm. Well, hats off to Povetkin though. He came out to fight and woke Joshua up pretty early after busting his nose at the end of the first round. Alexander Povetkin, the fearless Russian, took the fight to Anthony Joshua. And that made for a big, big heavyweight rumble. In the fight game, uh, we call Alexander Povetkin a live dog. A live dog will come and fight. A live dog will not roll over and go to bed or cash out. Even going into the seventh round, Povetkin was still dangerous. Povetkin uh, showed us uh, that he was not scared of Anthony Joshua. Not only that, even wobbled Anthony Joshua in the first three rounds. I mean... There were scary moments on those fights that, you know, we don't want to see this when it comes to uh, Deontay Wilder because 
he was rattled, he was wobbled in the in those early rounds. So in your opinion, what did Joshua do right on the night to neutralize Povetkin and seal the win? Or did his size, power and longer reach eventually come through? Power, size, long reach, able to read the fight. These are the things that made a difference Saturday night. It comes down to adjustment, you know. I mean, if you can adjust with what is in front of you, you can read the fight. I was very impressed that he was able to do that Saturday night. He was just not doing, it's not just about doing the same thing over and over and over. He was able to adjust and then he was able to fight from the distance. We talked about it in the past, not allowing the man inside. The man had no business coming inside to run combinations and score uppercut to, to bruise you, to get you all bloodied. Keep him outside, keep the stiff jabs, run your combinations, and that's what he did leading into the seventh round, and then just close the show. Well, attention now shifts to the 1st of December when WBC title holder Deontay Wilder faces Tyson Fury in your backyard at the Staples Center. I don't know about you, Namdi, but this looks like a total mismatch. Total mismatch. In the first place, Tyson Fury has no business stepping into the ring with Deontay Wilder after just two easy fights in the comeback, staying out of, ring, out of the ring this long after fighting uh, Klitschko. I just don't understand how anybody can call this a competitive fight coming December 1. But hey, these are two showmen. These are two trash talkers. They will start the press conference Monday in the UK and then go to New York City and come straight to uh, Los Angeles. They will hype the fight. They will do their thing and people will going to buy the tickets. Uh, Staples Center holds 17,000 people. It will sell out. But where the damage will be the pay-per-view the damage will be at the pay-per-view because the fight fans know that tyson fury is no match for deontay wilder the pay-per-view numbers will not be there they are lucky if they're able to if they are able to get four hundred thousand pay-per-view buys and not only that deontay wilder has never headlined a pay-per-view card in the usa Deontay Wilder can barely fill his arena in Alabama or the Barclays Center in New York City. Deontay Wilder will not sell pay-per-view. The numbers will not be there. They are lucky if they get 400,000 or 500,000 buys, you know. So these are show boys. They're going to talk up the fight. They're going to hype the fight. Yes, we will run from our house to the uh, arena and buy the tickets, but will fans put up 70 bucks, 60 bucks, 80 bucks? to pay for the pay-per-view, I will say no. Well, finally, Namdi, Joshua has April the 13th, 2019 at Wembley locked in and he wants a big opponent for that night. Who do you think he should face? Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury or Dillian White? Anthony Joshua and Eddie Hearn, they are talking about uh, AJ going back in December or November, which I think he should do. Uh, they should give him something we call a soft touch in the fight game. I'm not a tiger. He just finished rumbling with the Russian beer. So just get him a guy he can wipe out in three or four rounds. And then uh, we call it a good year. And then get ready for the April date at the Wembley. Uh, so it's a good chance we'll see Anthony Joshua one more time before the year runs out. And then we prepare for the big one uh, in uh, April in the UK but if Deontay Wilder knocks out Fury December 1 then Deontay would think he deserves a 50-50 split with Anthony Joshua 
he will want a lion's share of the money because he, he knocked out a bomb in Los Angeles. Then negotiating for that fight would be impossible because everybody will want to grab all the money on the table. But if Deontay looks really bad against uh, Fury and then wins, then they can make it the deal and the big fight will be at Wembley April 13th, 2019. So it depends on what happens, what shakes down in Los Angeles, December 1, a staple center with Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder. That was our boxing analyst and promoter extraordinaire, Namdi Hollywood Moweta. Sports Planet will be right back. Stay tuned. Hello everyone, Kamaru Usman, the Nigerian Nightmare here, UFC welterweight contender. You're hanging out with my guy, Tunde, on Sports Planet. And that is all we have on today's episode of the Sports Planet Podcast. My name is Tunde Koiki, and until we come your way some of the time, here's me saying bye-bye. Sports Planet.